Hey, welcome to Grizzlies Talk. I'm Ty Whiting talking about everything in the world of Utah Grizzlies hockey as we got the training camp roster announced. Well, a couple preseason games, and the regular season begins on October 21st. You can follow me on Twitter, at Tyson on Sports. It's kind of interesting when you think about the four letters, ECHL. What do they stand for? Well, the league tells you it stands for nothing, even though it used to be the East Coast Hockey League. I would say that ECHL can stand for Ever-Changing Hockey League because from season to season, it seems like the rosters change so much, and there's even nine new head coaches in the 2018 league as well. Second-year head coach Ryan Kanasiewicz did a great job in his first season as the Grizzlies won 42 games and won the Mountain Division Championship for the first time in team history. Of the 24 players that are currently on the training camp roster, 19 of them have previous regular season or playoff experience with the Grizzlies. So you're talking about a lot of continuity. You know, Jared Pike, first-year assistant coach, will talk with him later on in the program. But uh, you, you talk about a foundation that's being built, and when you think about training camp, you know, the Grizzlies don't have to work on systems all that much because instead of integrating 15 new players, you're just talking about a handful of guys that have to fit into the system that Ryan Kanasiewicz is running. So it looks like everything's running smoothly here. The Grizzlies do have some good help from their affiliate, the Colorado Eagles, as five guys were assigned to the Grizzlies from the Colorado Eagles on October 8th, and we'll talk about those guys in a little bit. The blue line. You know, the defensive unit for the Grizzlies looks like it's going to be strong once again. I got a feeling that Andrew Nelson, that's right, Andrew Nelson, who played in 36 games for the Grizzlies last season, he had 27 points. I remember, he was a defenseman that didn't get a whole lot of power play time. I expect a big year from Andrew Nelson, assuming he's in a Grizzlies uniform for the majority of the season. And I think about when you, you know, when you think about some of the key players late in the regular season and even into the playoffs last year, six of them who were acquired by Utah in March of 2022, you know, late in the the regular season last year. Six of them are going to be back, and we'll talk about them, and we'll even break down some of the new guys as well. So we got a good show planned here, and later on in the program we'll also talk about where you can catch Grizzlies games all season long. But we think about the guys that the Grizzlies got from the AHL's Colorado Eagles. I think a couple of them have really stood out in training camp. Zach Sekos has got great speed. He had a really good college career at Clarkson University, and we saw what he was able to do for the Grizzlies in the postseason, and it seemed like as the Grizzlies' playoff run developed, you know, the further the Grizzlies got along in the playoffs, it seemed like the more confidence Zach Sekos got. And you think about 14 playoff games, he had three goals and nine assists for the Grizzlies, and I could almost expect that if he's in a Grizzlies uniform for the majority of the season, I could see him being a point-of-game type of guy. Um, you know, you think about the playoffs last year, it was really that top line against Toledo that I thought was maybe Utah's best forward line when Kanaswich put the trio of Taron Pfizer, Zach Sekos, and Trey Bradley together. You know, Bradley's in the Flyers organization. He was looking to make the Lehigh Valley Club, and uh, I got to check to see if he ended up making Lehigh Valley. Hopefully he's going to be a member of the Phantoms this season, as Trey Bradley was a Grizzlies captain last year. But when you think about the Grizzlies in Game 4 against Toledo, and it looks like Trey Bradley is playing for the Reading Royals of this league, as unfortunately he was unable to make uh, Lehigh Valley out of camp. But Trey's going to have a great year over there in the Eastern Conference. But you think about that forward line, and I think about game four when the Grizzlies took that 4-0 lead in the first period, the guys who were doing the damage. It was Pfizer, Sekos, and Bradley. And two of those three guys are back this season as Sekos has had a great training camp, and I think Taron Pfizer has really stood out as well. 
Pfizer and Secos will both be playing their first full seasons as professionals. You know, Secos did get in three regular season games for the Grizzlies, but Terran Pfizer showed up right before the playoffs. And you talk about a point-of-game type of potential that Secos has. Pfizer in 18 playoff games last year had four goals and 11 assists. So I think those two, especially if they're going to play on the same line this year, I expect a big year out of those two. I'm seeing a little bit of Cameron Wright. Obviously, we're only a couple days into training camp, but you talk about goal-scoring potential. And it seems like everybody I've been talking to has been wondering, you know, how are you going to replace Dastu? How are they going to replace Martin? And even Tardif, who right now is with the Colorado Eagles. Uh, you know, you look at a guy like Cameron Wright, who all he did in his college career, four years at Bowling Green and one year at Denver, all he did was score goals. For the national champs last year, he won, he scored 23 goals and 11 assists in 41 games. And he came up big for Denver in the postseason as well. You know, he had a good frozen four, and and he's got good size as well. I think they list him at about six one. I think he's ever been a six one. You know, he's got good size. Um, you know, he, he moves the puck. You know, he handles it pretty well. I expect Cameron Wright. And, you know, with a lot of first year pros, you know, you could see a little bit of an adjustment period going from. You know, either a college level or junior hockey, and there is a little bit of an adjustment to the professional ranks. I think Cameron Wright's making that adjustment right now, but I think you give him a few weeks you know, to make that adjustment, and I think he's going to have a great first season as a professional. We're talking about some of the guys that uh, the Grizzlies got from the AHL's Colorado Eagles. I'm Tyson Whiting, and we'll talk a little bit more about how you can catch Utah Grizzlies games all season long later on in the show, and we'll also talk with Grizzlies assistant coach Jared Pike, defenseman Nate Clerman. Returns to Utah for his second season. He was a plus 16 in 54 games for Utah last year, and he was really a solid defenseman. I think the blue line is going to be pretty good for the Grizzlies this season. You know, you think about last year, you know, obviously it was a lot of Dastu and Martin, but I think the Grizzlies do have a good blue line once again. Nate Clerman's going to be a big part of that. You know, Connor McDonald, who's back for another season, he's going to be a big part of that as well. I think Andrew Nelson's going to be somebody that, uh, you know, assuming he plays the majority of the season, I think that's a pretty good signing by Ryan Kanasiewicz because you talk about a guy that's got all sorts of goal-scoring possibilities. You know, you can watch out for Nelson probably in the right circle on the power play on occasion. We saw that at times last season. You know, and he's got a lot of size. He might be the biggest of everybody on the Grizzlies roster at 6'4 and 230 pounds. So I think Nilsson's got a lot of potential. After all, he's got six years of AHL experience with Toronto, Stockton, Hershey, and last year a little bit with Tucson. Uh, Nilsson's going to bring a lot to the table. Uh, Connor McDonald and Nate Clerman, I think both both, both guys, you know, obviously you know they didn't put up the points that Nastu and Martin did, but uh, those guys were, were solid defensemen, and they both play the angle so well. You know, they're the type of defenseman that a guy like Ryan Kanasiewicz can really count on each and every game. You, know, you can expect Clerman to be maybe a little bit more consistent this season. I could see him maybe picking up the scoring slack just a little bit more. And with Connor McDonald, you know you're going to get a great effort from him game in and game out. We'll talk a little bit about the goaltenders. Let's get to the blue line a little bit more because I think James Shearer, you know, in his first full season as a pro, I think he's going to have a big year. He's one of six players who were acquired by the Grizzlies late in the regular season that really did a, a good job contributing to the Grizzlies late in the regular season, even a few guys into the playoffs. Uh, Shearer was somebody that uh, was a captain of the Brandon Wheat Kings in the WHL. So he's got that experience as a leader. You know, and The Brandon Wheat Kings are one of the more respected teams in junior hockey. 
He was with the University of Calgary for three seasons, and he did a lot of good things there. And uh, when he showed up for the Grizzlies, you know, you talk about intangibles. You know, Shearer's not a very big guy. He's only listed about 5'9". But, uh, you know, in terms of blocking shots, making good decisions with the puck, really doing just about everything you want from a defenseman, uh, James Shearer brought that, and he could even score some goals as well. So I think you talk about the depth of the Grizzlies' defensive line. You know, you talk about that top line last season, but I think the Grizzlies might have three really good defensive lines as well. And one of the more interesting stories out of camp, and maybe the most interesting story out of camp, is a guy named Victor Bartley. If that name sounds familiar, uh, he was a teammate of Ryan Kanasiewicz is with the Grizzlies in the 2009-2010 season. Bartley then went on to play a little bit in the AHL. And uh, Bartley, uh, you know, you talk about a guy with NHL experience, 121 games of NHL experience over a four-year stretch from 2013 through 2016 with Nashville and a little bit with Montreal as well. He's got one NHL goal, 21 NHL assists, and, you know, he's, it looks like he still has it based on what I've seen over the couple days of training camp. Victor Bartley, you know, obviously brings a lot of leadership. You know, he brings uh, smarts to the table. Um, it's going to be intriguing to see if he ends up Seeing, seeing some playing time for the Grizzlies, you know, not only in the preseason games, but maybe going forward into the regular year. Uh, Victor Bartley, you talk about the story of training camp. Uh, he's not only shown up, but he's done a good job. He's 34 years old. He played in the KHL the last three years. And I'm excited to see what potential he brings because uh, you talk about a guy that has all the experience. You know, he was a teammate of Ryan Canasta, which is there in Bartley's first season as a pro, and Canasta, which is last with the Grizzlies. That was the year where Canasta, Scored about two points a game. He ended up dominating the All-Star game, and and that might be a big <laughs> – you talk about the Grizzlies. go. That was Ryan Kness, which is finest hour, his finest season in a Grizzlies uniform was that 2009-2010 uh, season. And he was a teammate of Victor Bartley's, and uh, Bartley, I guess, was just living in the area, you know, and, um, you know, gave Ryan Kness what you call. And I think Victor Bartley uh, could end up being quite the story for the Grizzlies this season. So you think about the defensive line, you know, the Grizzlies do have nine in training camp right now. You know, we talked about Victor Bartley a little bit. The, 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 well, I think it's the best story out of training camp. You know, Nate Clarman, Connor McDonald, Andrew Nilsson, James Shearer, Bryson Martin, uh, somebody we got to talk about. Uh, he's the, one of the new Grizzlies, one of only five new Grizzlies players uh, in camp this season. But, uh, you know, Martin was the guy that uh, last season played with Maine and Indy, and he really showed up well for Indy. Last season, in 39 games of the fuel, he had four goals and 19 assists. Uh, Martin looks like he's got pretty good size, you know, about 6'2". And, um, you know, kind of like a lot of the defensemen the Grizzlies have, he makes good decisions with the puck. Um, we'll know a little bit more about him this weekend in the preseason action, just getting to know his style of play. But he's somebody that I think could have a pretty big year. And the Grizzlies also have Joey Colatarchi coming back and Kyle Pouncey and Jordan Stone. I think you talk about that nine-man defensive unit for the Grizzlies right now. That's nine pretty good defensemen. I think that, you know, it, well, you know even though they're not going to have Dastu and Martin this season, uh, Luke Martin, no relation to Bryson, the newest member of the Grizzlies, but I think that defensive unit's going to be pretty good for the Grizzlies moving forward. You're listening to Grizzlies Talk. I'm Tyson Whiting. Uh, the goaltending situation I think is uh, pretty interesting for the Grizzlies, and I think that the goaltending situation is one of the best in the league. You know, when you think about Lucas Preak, the former third-round pick of the L.A. Kings, and if that name sounds familiar, he was the Rapid City Rush starting goaltender last season 
through two days of training camp, he's looked pretty good. And I think Lucas Pree could have a solid season for the Grizzlies. It's his second season as a pro. Last season with Rapid City, he had a record of 14-8-8 with a 9-15 save percentage and 2.69 goals against average. Remember, he had two shutouts against the Grizzlies last season. And, of course, everybody remembers the Brady-DeVries game on December 29th of 2021. The game before that, December 27th, Preet got a 46-save shutout against the Grizzlies as Rapid City ended up winning 3-0. Garrett Metcalf was a goaltender on the other side. Metcalf has been in camp for the Grizzlies, and he's done a good job. But, uh, you know, Preet also had a 43-save shutout against Utah in Game 5 of the Mountain Division Finals, you know, the second round of the playoffs. So, He's got good size, about 6'4", 215 pounds. You know, he's got a good personality as well. I think Grizzlies fans are going to really like him. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch this season. Garrett Metcalf is fresh off a stint with the AHL's Calgary Wranglers as he was a camp invite. It sounded like that experience went pretty well for him, so hopefully things work out for Garrett Metcalf as I think the Calgary Wranglers will be watching him early in the regular season. Metcalf has been pretty solid for the Grizzlies in two seasons where he's got a record of 8-7-1 with a 9-17 save percentage and 2.48 goals against average. And obviously part of the reason why the Brady-DeVries game was made possible is after that December 27th game where Parikh got the 46-save shutout, Garrett Metcalf was loaned to the AHL's Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Metcalf ended up spending about two months there and played four games, and uh, he was pretty good the first uh, two or three games of that stint with Lehigh Valley. And you talk about a guy that's got the size. You know, he's got all the skill, 6'5", you know, about 200 pounds, and he's got the work ethic to match. And so I think it's going to be a big year for Garrett Metcalf as well as Lucas Preak. You know, Trent Miner right now is in camp with the AHL's Colorado Eagles. Uh, Miner last season had seven shutouts, and who knows about the availability of him because I think he could be somebody that could play at the AHL level. You know, he's had some good games with Colorado. We had one shutout with the Eagles back in the 2020-2021 season, you know, late in the year after his junior career wrapped up. And so I think Trent Miner is somebody that you know can easily stay in the AHL this season as I think this is the second year of a three-year NHL entry-level deal. And obviously the 21-year-old just trying to make that next step in his evolution as he's looking to reach the NHL, which, of course, is the goal of just about everybody, every player, coach, broadcaster. You know, we all want to, you know, we all want to get, get to the next level. You know, We all want to get to the AHL and eventually the NHL. I think for Trent Miner, you know, we talk about the work ethic. That's what Garrett Metcalf has. And uh, you know, Miner's got that same work ethic. You know, He's got that desire to win, and I think that he's – um, you know, he's the type of goaltender that, you know, we'll see where he ends up this season. You know, he could end up spending some time with the Grizzlies, but who knows, he could end up sticking with the AHL's Colorado Eagles. And I don't think it really matters, you know, if uh, Miner's here or not, because I think the Grizzlies do have a couple of good ones in Parikh and Garrett Metcalf. So, um, you know, we just kind of, you know, and we, we don't really know uh, where a guy like Trent Miner can end up or maybe even another goalie. Uh, that's currently in camp with the Colorado Eagles. But right now the Grizzlies have two, and they got two good ones in Garrett Metcalf and Lucas Parikh. You know, we talked about the uh, the additions that the Grizzlies had late in the regular season. Now, I think you got some pretty good forwards among those guys. You know, Kyle Betts had a pretty good postseason run for Utah. Uh, I could expect to see him taking a lot of face-offs for the Grizzlies. You know, he did a good job on the face-off circle at Cornell University. So I could see uh, Kyle Betts playing a big role this season. You know, we've talked about Dylan Fitz in past episodes of the show. You know, it was Grizzlies Weekly back then, and we changed the name to Grizzlies Talk. 
But uh, Dylan Fitz scored some big third-period goals for the Grizzlies, including the two in Game 2 against Rapid City that kept the Grizzlies in the game where Nick Henry was able to get to tie the game with 48 seconds left and then dash to 41 seconds later with the game winner. Um, I'm expected to, you know, I mean, obviously Fitz has got about three or four years of pro experience. You know, he spent three years with the uh, Orlando Solar Bears. And so I think Fitz is going to have a big year. I think everybody's excited to see what Dakota Raby's able to do in his first season as a pro. Uh, Raby, you know, we, we talked about him in the last episode about the hat trick he scored in the next-to-last regular season game that clinched the division title. Um, you know, you talk about that burst of speed, and the Grizzlies have a lot of fast players, and that's something Ryan which really uh, really puts an emphasis on. You know, you, you, you talk about uh, wanting a team full of fast guys. You want you to talk about wanting a team that's got great speed, and then you go out and get players that match that. And Dakota Raby, you talk about somebody that matches a system, Matches a place. Dakota Raby and the Utah Grizzlies are a perfect match. And so I think he's going to have a pretty good season this year. I was really excited about Keaton Jamison in the la- in a couple of the regular season games against Idaho. Um, maybe the last two Saturdays. One in Boise, uh, the last road game the Grizzlies played in. Jamison certainly made an impact in that game. And then the final regular season game. And in particular, the second half of the regular season finale against Idaho. Keaton Jamison was certainly strong, and he can end up playing a role this season. He wasn't on the playoff roster, but I could see him doing some big things. And Johnny Walker, who's the all-time leading scorer in Arizona State history, he's looked pretty good in the first two days of camp. Now we're here with Grizzlies assistant coach Jared Pike, day three of training camp. Uh, Coach, uh, how's training camp gone so far? Uh, It's been really good. We've had a really fast pace of play. The execution level has been really high, um, and we're really pleased as a coaching staff. We definitely want to continue to uh, keep growing as a team, um, but we're, we're pretty excited for only being the third day in. How you getting at, have, uh, how's it been getting acclimated to the, the spot of being an assistant coach of the Grizzlies? Yeah, I think it's definitely um, a big jump for me from where I was at last year, but um, Ryan's done a great job to kind of take me under his wing and um, you know let me run some drills for the guys in practice and um, things have gone really well so far, so I'm really excited to continue to work with the team and um, you know, just putting all the work I can for us to have success on and off the ice, and um, I'm really enjoying the role so far. I know two years ago you played for the Grizzlies. Last year you were an assistant with the Utah Outliers. I think that's kind of an interesting level to, to get started because you know at that level you're probably doing a lot more player development and maybe some more fundamentals than you know, maybe are at a professional level. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, coaching at that level, um, there's definitely more teaching moments versus here. A lot of guys have kind of done these systems before in other leagues and other places. Um, So there's definitely some difference there. But I think having played here two years ago, like you mentioned, it's kind of helped me, you know, get acclimated. I've known Ryan for many years and known some other guys in that locker room. Um, and that's definitely helped me too. So it's 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 kind of nice to have coached before and have some experience um, with the Utah Grizzlies organization as well. I remember your first goal. It was in Rapid City, and I remember it because it was one of the only replays of a goal in Rapid City scored by a visiting player. And it's because you scored, you started to celebrate, and it looked like none of the officials were able to see the puck in the back of the net. And then eventually they went to replay and credited it with the goal. What do you remember from that? Yeah, obviously, um, every level you get your first goal at, you'll you remember it for the rest of your life. And I remember it really well. I, I got a pass from Boucher um, and just went down and kind of stuffed the puck in uh, short side on his pad. And I think the puck had crossed the goal line by maybe an inch or two. And 
maybe the refs, for whatever reason, didn't have a good angle. So we celebrated, um, kind of celebrated down the line. And then I remember I got back to the bench and they had to sit and review it for probably several minutes, it felt like. And, um, you know, it was a pretty gut-wrenching moment because I, you know, I wanted to get that first goal finally in the net. And then when it counted, obviously, it was, I think it was to tie the game too. So, you know, um, it was it was a big moment for me and I was definitely glad it counted. I think I remember it because it was a long replay, so much so that I think your entire bio was read uh, during that time, and you know maybe every every little sort of thing. And uh, you know, it, it always seemed like I always had to make a mention that you grew up in Sandy, Utah. How many Grizzlies games did you go to uh, growing up? Oh, I would go to probably dozens every year. I played for the Junior Grizzlies, and I know we would come here for games, and like the leading scorer on the team would get a ride to Zamboni at intermission, and. We'd go out and they'd put the nets cross ice in intermission and they'd let us, you know, let us kids play. And so um, I've got a lot of great memories here in the Maverick Center and back before it was called the E Center. And um, it's, it's really exciting for me to be back in this building and, you know, have an impact on my, my hometown team. What about your grandfather, who I think was an off-ice official for many years? Yeah, Bruce Karen, and he was an off-ice official. I think he did the, the penalty minutes down in the scores box, but... I remember as a kid growing up, he'd uh, he'd take us down the steps there, all the way down to the scores box, and you know, right down to ice level. And as a kid, it's it's really cool to kind of see the game from a different vantage point, um, and just to meet everyone in there was really cool. And um, you know, this I know this would mean a lot to him if he was still around. So I'm I'm really honored to to do this um, for him as well. We're talking with the Grizzlies assistant coach Jared Pike. Uh, I've been really impressed in training camp with the defensive unit. Uh, I know last year I was really impressed with Nate Clerman and Connor McDonald. As much as what they did away from the puck, they played angles so well, and they did a really good job in the corners last season from I remember. Um, But then there's a couple other defensemen, Bryson Martin, new to the organization, played with Maine and Indy last year. What have you seen from the defensive core? Yeah, I think our our entire core has done a really good job, um, you know, moving the puck, you know, having good passing, um, good gap control. They're doing a really good job staying on the D side of things, on the D zone. Um, I think it's a really promising group and um, a lot of talent back there and a lot of brain power. So I think that, you know, you mix that and, you know, it's a recipe for success and to keep the puck out of the net and, um, you know, down on the other end where we can score goals. I've been asked a lot about Victor Bartley, a guy that's got some NHL experience with Nashville and Montreal, was a former teammate of head coach Ryan Canass, which is back in the 2009-2010 season. Uh, you, you see a role for uh, Victor this year? Yeah, he's awesome. Obviously, you know, he's played at the highest level you can play at, um, a bunch of different leagues at the high level, and, you know, he's great to have around. He's a fantastic player, fantastic human being, um, great teammate. And he's, you know, he's a bit of a role model for um, a lot of these guys, too. So having his presence around here definitely adds some, um, you know, some experience and some leadership. So, um, you know, really excited to have him around. I'd say when Andrew Nilsson's firing a slap shot, just get out of the way because that thing's electric. And I think that, you know, he's somebody that I think could end up having a good year. You tie about nine goals in about half a season for the Grizzlies. He's somebody that uh, with maybe a little bit more ice time this season, I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah, he's got a big frame to him, like you had mentioned. He's got an absolute rocket of a shot, um, you know, which can be really effective from the point. Um, good player, sees the ice well, moves well. Um, so definitely really excited to have him uh, back in the locker room and see what he can do for us. But he definitely has, you know, a lot of the tangibles to be um, a really successful player. Well, the Grizzlies need to do in the preseason games to have a successful weekend against Idaho. We just got to stick to our identity, you know, stick to the things that we've worked with in practice. 
um, have a high compete level um, and just have that it factor and, and want to win more than them, and I think we'll be just fine. First guest on Grizzlies Talk. Uh, I don't know. We don't. I wish we had like a gift card or something to give you, but uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Tyson. I really appreciate your time and I uh, appreciate all you do for us. That's Grizzlies assistant coach Jared Pike. You, know, you think about some of the new guys, you know, as we think to the training camp that's ongoing right now and we think about the two preseason games this weekend, uh, if you're looking at question marks, I think for me, um, it's really, I think the biggest question is kind of seeing what the new players look like. You know, what's Bryson Martin look like? I'm really interested in seeing Cam Strong because he's somebody that seems like the coaching staff is pretty high on. Last season, Strong played with Redding and South Carolina. So I'm really interested in seeing what Strong's going to look like. He's going to wear number 26 for the Grizzlies. Um, you know, he's got decent size, and it looks like he plays a pretty smart game from what I've seen in a couple days at camp. So I'm l- really looking forward to seeing what he's able to bring. I think if you're looking at some other questions uh, in training camp and really in the preseason games, you know, I think you're probably looking at – you know, what's that top forward line going to look like? You know, how does Pfizer, Secos, and maybe even Cameron Wright, if that's your top line? And it looks like those guys have been working together uh, during training camp. You know, how does the, that group mesh? You know, how does the defensive line look? And really, I think that even though you might not see a lot of power plays in the preseason, you know, what's the power play unit going to look like? Who's going to be the forward that's going to be in front of the net? Who's going to quarterback the power play? That might not be something that we necessarily see until the regular season really get a good glimpse of what the power play is going to look like, but I am interested in seeing what that unit's going to bring to the table this season. Grizzlies were, I think, around, it seemed like last season, they were around 7th to 10th on the power play in the league rankings all season long. You know, Dastu is really a big finisher in that department. You know, Trey Bradley, so who's going to replace those guys? I could see Andrew Nilsson kind of taking a role that Dastu had last year in terms of being a finisher on the power play, you know, you got Kyle Betts, who's a pretty good option. I think Dylan Fitz, you could see him in front of the net as well. Uh, you know, Cameron Wright, somebody that's got a lot of goal-scoring potential. Uh, Sekos and Pfizer. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what the power play looks like uh, this season. So that's going to be one of the questions that I'll have going into the preseason games, uh, the Friday one in Boise, and then Saturday at the Ogden Ice Sheet. And if you're planning on going to that game on Saturday, make sure to bring some extra clothes because they do keep the ice sheet pretty cold over in Ogden. It's it's The, you know, the, the chill is certainly noticeable there. So you're going to make sure you want to dress up for that game uh, in in Ogden, uh, which is going to be the second game of a doubleheader. And tickets go through the Ogden Mustangs as the Mustangs play the Idaho Falls Spud Kings at 3 o'clock, and then the Grizzlies and Steelheads will be the nightcap at 7 p.m. Idaho has it. They'll throw it over to Brady, and he'll dump it all the way down. All pass connected to Will Merchant, two-on-one. Centering pass connects. Colton Keller skates. He'll take a shot. Kick save by Miner. Buck to the left point. Grizzlies... Feed it to the corner as Fitz collides with Versteeg. Fitz over to the left side. Shot and a score! Tyler Penner's the insurance man. And the Grizzlies have taken a 5-3 lead. That was Tyler Penner's 13th and final goal of the regular season. That was the regular season finale against the Idaho Stillheads. And Tyler Penner is back with the Grizzlies after spending some time with the AHL's Manitoba Moose as he was a camp invite. And that's, that's got to be a lot of fun for him as he's a Manitoba native. And uh, so you're talking about the hometown team. I think he ended up going to a lot of Moose games growing up. And uh, so Penner looked like he put a, a pretty good impression on the people in Manitoba. And uh, he's certainly a hardworking forward that deserves 
to get a look by the AHL. And I think at some point, whether it's this season or going forward, maybe next year, I think Penner does deserve to be an AHL forward because you talk about a guy that does a lot of different things. You know, he wins faceoffs. You know, he gets in front of the net. He seems to have a good knack of knowing where to be in front of the net. Um, you know, he passed the puck pretty well. And you talk about a guy that led all Grizzlies forwards with a plus-22 rating last season. And I don't think that's any accident. I think you talk about a guy that really does just about everything for the Grizzlies, and I don't think it was just luck, especially since he played all 72 regular season games. I don't think it's just a coincidence they ended up with a plus-22 rating. You know, that really happens when you're playing well offensively and you're really contributing, but you're also contributing defensively as well. And with a lot of Grizzlies forwards, you know, like Penner, like Dylan Fitz in past years, Travis Barron was somebody that, you know, was uh, really just a strong two-way forward. You know, pretty good offensively, but defensively they can handle their own as well. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing what Penner's able to do this season, his second year as a pro, and kind of like a lot of rookies. It took him a couple weeks, maybe about a month last season to really get his feet under him. But once he did, he had a solid season for the Grizzlies. So, uh, Penner is somebody I'm looking forward to seeing. We'll talk with him in future episodes of Grizzlies Talk as he's one of the good guys in the league, and uh, hopefully he'll have a big year Will Tyler Penner for the Grizzlies. And really, when you think about the, the forward lineup for the Grizzlies, there's so many possibilities. You know, when you're thinking about a possible line with Penner, maybe with Dylan Fitz, you know, you could throw Johnny Walker in into the mix, you know, Dakota Raby. I think Kyle Betts, you know, you talk about the guys that are in their first full seasons as pros, you know, Betts, Secos, Pfizer, I think that all three of those guys could have a big seat, you know, could have really big years for the Grizzlies. And if they are, and if Cameron Wright develops and becomes that scoring threat that he was in college, I think the Grizzlies forwards are going to be pretty dangerous for the upcoming regular season. So where are we going to be able to watch these games? Where are we going to be able to listen to them? Well, Flow Sports is the spot. I think it's the third year that Flow Sports has been involved with the league. They got the exclusive video rights. And so we'll have TV-type broadcasts for Grizzlies hockey all season long, all 72 regular season games, and the postseason as well. Flow Sports is the place to be. We averaged about 2,100 viewers per game, and when you consider that you got to pay for Flow Sports, that's actually pretty good. So hopefully a lot of people will get Flow Sports for this season, and we'll make sure it's worth everybody's time and effort as uh, the Grizzlies look like they're going to be one of the more fun teams to watch in the league. Now, where can you listen to the games? Well, the last couple of years it's been Mixler. This season, the Grizzlies game is going to be on YouTube. That's right. It's going to be an audio stream of the game, but it's also going to be a little bit of video. Who knows what the intermissions are going to look like. And I'm really looking forward to the pre- and post-game shows that we're able to put together on Flo- on uh, YouTube. I think you know, They might end up being on Flow Sports as well, but YouTube's the place to be for the pre- and post-game shows. It's going to be presented by Utah Operation Lifesaver this season. And I'll be working with Tim Montemayor, better known as Monty, and his son Jake. And uh, you know, we'll combine to put together Grizzlies hockey this season. The video stream will be on Flow Sports. The audio stream with a little bit of video mixed in. Uh, you know, The commercials will be video clips and uh, all that sort of stuff will be on YouTube. It's going to be kind of a unique audio-video sort of crossover platform. Uh, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun this season. The pre- and post-game show I'm really looking forward to. I'm not entirely sure how it's going to get executed just as of yet because we haven't done it yet. But uh, pre- and post-game show will be 
over near the Grizzlies team store out in front of Maverick Center, and that's going to be for every regular season and postseason game. So that's where all the cool people are going to hang out this season. We'll have the preseason games on YouTube, and we'll also next Tuesday have Grizzlies Media Day on the Grizzlies YouTube channel. And get ready for the Rapid City Series, which is going to be the first homestand on Friday, October 21st, and Saturday, October 22nd. Make sure to get your tickets to utahgrizzlies.com. And it's going to be a fun time. And make sure to go that weekend because after that, the Grizzlies are going to be on the road for eight straight games. They'll have two in Idaho, three in Kansas City, and three in Allen. And the Grizzlies don't return home after that first weekend until Thursday, November 17th for a six-game homestand starting with the Idaho Steelheads, who will be in for three. So that will be a lot of the fun stuff that's happening, and that's what's upcoming in Utah Grizzlies hockey. Until next Wednesday here on Grizzlies Talk, I'm Tyson Whiting, and it is what it is. We'll talk to you on Friday night on the Grizzlies YouTube channel for the Grizzlies preseason game in Boise. I'm Tyson Whiting, and it is what it is.